Welcome to the Kitchen Table Podcast, where the table comes in all sizes, shapes, and styles. Join Kyle and Seth as we explore the journey of food from our field to your dinner plate. The one guarantee is that there will always be a seat for everyone at the kitchen table. Let's jump right in as we explore the journey of our family as we celebrate the trials and tribulations of the local county fair. County Fair Day 7, Chapter 2021. What an interesting fair week it's been. And that's part of the reasons why both Lindsay and I are, are dragging are dragging a little bit this morning, but we're on our way into the county fair. To, she's going to run a 5K. I probably won't have the opportunity to run the 5K just because I have to work our milk booth. And that's something Lindsay's parents were part of for like for about 30 years. And it's a it's a chocolate milk ice cream stand for the 4-H kids. Okay. And somehow Lindsay and I have been voluntold over the last four years that we are in charge of that. And so as of last night, we had served 1,386 ice cream cones that were written down. Um, <laughs> there's probably another 200 that were never written down. And, oh. and then, which is fine. That's not a problem at all. Uh, and then we went through about 110 gallons of chocolate milk. Wow. So that's unbelievable. Oh, what? A, yeah, it's been an, it's been a good fair. It's been a long fair, hot, the hot, hot, hot fair. But then we, we had, we had some massive storms on Tuesday all across the state, but right south of town where we live in the edge of Lake Michigan, they recorded 105 mile an hour winds. So wow. it's been a, it's been an interesting fair. How do, you, how do you explain a fair to somebody that's never been to one? What is, what would you say to that person? So my thoughts for fairs are there's two distinctly different thoughts. Fairs are an opportunity for rural kids to showcase their talents and their livestock and their animals. It may not necessarily be animals. It may also be in homemaking. It may be in crop raising. It may be in dog showing. It may be in horse showing. For the folks that want to attend the fair, I think it gives them an opportunity to see livestock up close and personal and a quick snapshot into a rural kid's summer, if you will. And, and they, uh, I think that they really enjoy that, being able to pet animals and things for us growing up, it kind of revolved around livestock as a general rule. We did take some crops into fair occasionally, but we had, my dad was an ag teacher, and so we, we tended to do a lot of different animals and um, learned a lot of work ethic. And really, uh, I think in hindsight, the, the whole goal was to learn responsibility and kind of learn um, we always got a little premium for the, every time you got a ribbon, you got a little premium. And so it was a, a good way to teach us boys growing up. I had six, six brother or six brothers, including me and two, two sisters. And it was a good way for us to learn responsibility and compensation for, for work. And it was, really fun. We always, all of our friends pretty much showed or a lot of them. And my dad was always the dad that would have two or three town kids showing our livestock as well. <laughs> and so 
we had the bonus of having friends around while we got cattle ready a lot of times. And uh, that, that was always really neat opportunity. This fair has taught me a lot as a fair dad and as a dad of daughters and as a dad of young kids that it's, it was, it's been a lot of fun. Of course, coming out of 2020 where there was no dairy show at our local county fair because of, I mean, just because of you know, the year that 2020 was and some of the COVID obstacles that had to be overcome. So we didn't take our milk booth down and our girls didn't take any animals. And so they rearranged how, like the, the show schedules. So we never even showed livestock until, until Friday of fair week. So yesterday, and uh, it was interesting having a seven-year-old and then a five-year-old both that were showing. And my dad, who was an ag teacher, actually came down and, and my mom then was also there. But they, uh, watching both my girls all week long, their calf has been the most, they, they're sharing a calf down here. It's the most pet calf in the fair. And then watching my oldest walk into the show arena yesterday and remember remember the body parts of the calf and, and won her showmanship class, which was really pretty cool. And, and she was super happy and super excited to be able to do that. And then my five-year-old went right back in <laughs> with the same calf. And uh, she won her showmanship class, but she was a class of one. So that's not necessarily all surprising anyway. She's out there doing it. And, and, yeah, and smiling the whole, whole time. The highlight of... She knew she had it. That's probably why. Yeah, it's the confidence <laughs> level, I'm sure. And yep. so the, the cool thing was my oldest son had a chance to go back and compete against the, the big kids for super showmanship. So she walked in first, and that little calf was a showing machine. So Mackenzie walks back in and is showing and walks all the way around where the judge wanted to park him. And as soon as, as, soon as she stopped, she drapes her arms over this little calf's back. <laughs> and my dad was standing next to me. Because remember, you can't touch a calf or you can't touch an animal when you're, when you're showing or a livestock or steer or cow or anything. And <laughs> my dad looks at me and goes, well, that ended quickly. <laughs> so she had no chance for that. And so we were laughing like crazy. And she comes out and we asked her, we said, Tens, why were you doing that? And she goes, I was bored. I had nothing to do. I was kind of tired. So, <laughs> <Kids are> so, <laughs> so she went back in and then was able, she won the junior, grand champion junior Holstein. And then she, that little calf was the reserve grand champion overall Holstein. And then it was the grand champion junior or grand champion junior female at the fair. So it's kind of a cool feather in the cap for my father-in-law and Lindsay, because Lindsay picked this animal out. And of course my father-in-law has a dairy farm that that animal was born and bred and, and we'll go back home to the farm tomorrow, Sunday. So, uh, and then she'll get to tell all of her, all of her friends at the farm about how much fun fair was or lack thereof sometimes. Right. It was, so it was a good, it was a good opportunity anyway to do some of those things. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we've kind of jumped right in. Talk, talk about your age, uh, your family, kind of how you got where you are. I think we need to like kind of lay out who we are a little bit. What's kind of give some backdrop to the county fair that you're talking about. 
how you got involved early on. I have a beautiful wife, Lindsay, and, and who 4-H was, was a really important part of her life, um, bringing dairy animals and steers and pigs or hogs to, uh, to the county fair and the opportunity to showcase some of her talents in terms of just being very meticulous, a good showman, competitor, and at the same time, one of the most sincere people that you will ever meet in life. And also one of the most talented people that works within the agricultural industry that I've ever seen. I grew up showing hogs at the county fair then also. And that was, um, was a little bit different because with my dad being an ag teacher, so my dad took about 50 students to the fair every year. And those were kids or those were uh, students that had not typically ever shown at a county fair or ever shown an animal in general. And so he didn't want his own kids, the burden, I guess you could say, of his own kids showing at a county fair. And I, I pretty much raised all of those animals, walked those hogs every day, and, and then did some of that. But that kind of dovetailed into both uh, Lindsay and I wanting to, wanting to show, uh, show animals and livestock as they got older. Wait a minute, back up a minute. You actually, you didn't show that much, but you prepared all the animals. Did I hear that right? Or did I miss something? Oh, no, I showed at a different county fair, but I only showed hogs. Got all the animals ready for my brother and my sister and my cousin. That was, that was a lot of fun because I would weigh hogs once a week, making sure that they're in different weight classes, uh, making sure that they were being fed the right way, making sure that all aspects of their needs were taken care of. I went to the sales and bought the animals with my dad. Lindsay and I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Uh, the seven-year-old is, is just a sweet and sincere young lady at this stage of the game. And then our five-year-old is hair on fire, wild, and uh, just loves life and loves to be uh, active and going all over the place. And so two you know, extremely different personalities to work with when it comes to showing animals. I was raised in northern, northern Nebraska, got a, two degrees in agriculture out of the University of Nebraska. Got four kids, um, trying to teach them how to live life. And Seth and I got to be friends a couple of years ago and are continuing that on, continuing our relationship. And we're, we're going to share some of that with everybody. And we got a, a daughter, Joyson, and she's our oldest two twins that are eight. They're actually turning nine tomorrow. And we too had the county fair about a month ago now. And it was exhausting, so I know exactly what you're saying, Seth. It, it, it gets to be a lot. Um, we, too, have a kind of a 4-H voluntold situation, which turned out to be really cool. It was just really neat to see the community pitch in together. All the, all the moms and dads run a kitchen, and they have really good food. I don't know how they – I think they kind of cut a lot of things up fresh. And I think a couple of the ladies that have been doing it a long time kind of have a – meal plan laid out for the week. And, and so uh, moms and dads jump in for an eight hour shift and, and just serve everybody at the fair. And it was probably one of the neatest communal things that I've done. 
This is our first year at the Burt County Fair in Oakland, Nebraska. So it was a little different from where we were. We used to be in Boyd County. We actually just showed goats. And so that's what we did at the fair. Beautiful introduction of your family and, and uh, you know, what the fair represents to you. And the cool thing about us is that Lindsay's parents are still really involved not necessarily only 4-H, but with our girls, um, we only live 10 minutes from the farm. And the family farm is a 100-year-old dairy farm that we milk about 530 cows, farm about 1,600 acres. That It sounds like a big operation, but at the same time, it's not. It's uh, being family-owned and family-ran. It's uh, It keeps it kind of unique. Obviously, if anyone's picking up any of my noise in the background, living the county fair experience, county fair day seven. It'd be nice to have a day off tomorrow where I may be able to go enjoy my pontoon. The, the whole county fair and the rural, the rural way, of, way of life is an interesting concept that sometimes I think is not real well understood. And not that that's bad. It's just, it's different. It's different for a lot of people because there's a certain level of perception, no different than any other demographic or any other faction of our population. One of my goals is always to, to help bridge that gap. The name of our podcast is called The Kitchen Table, which I just think is so comprehensive of all the conversations we've had and all the things that we're about and everything of, of who we are and I just uh, was curious, what are your thoughts on that? The kitchen table. When, when I was uh, driving down the road the other day on my way to pick up chocolate milk and ice cream so we could run it through our milk booth, I got to thinking about what does not only a county fair, but the whole rural moral fabric and what does that mean? And I got to thinking about a lot of the conversations that, that I've ever had about the ag industry have been built around food and they've been built around bridging that gap and making those connections with consumers because we all want to eat. We all love to have beautiful meals and, and different meals and some of those aspects. But some of the most important conversations that I've ever had in my life happen around dinner table or the kitchen table, or in our case, uh, the breakfast table. You know, and yeah, I totally agree. I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's, you know, and if you guys get to know Seth over time here, he is an idea guy. He's a, a genius at creativity, just very successful at those types of things. And and I really didn't know, kind of, I honestly just really didn't, I, I kind of knew the ideas that you're talking about, but I would have not been able to come up with something that comprehensive. And I too agree where every real conversation in a family, in a, in life, it's generally over a dinner table. I mean, if you really look back at the, the most serious conversations you've had, the best conversations you've had, the tears, the happiness, the, Either. you know, all the expression that comes with uh, breakfast, lunch, and supper. I'm not sure what they not call sure. it in Michigan. Seth's from Michigan. I'm from Nebraska. So we have a few little different culture things going, but talking from two different time zones and different places. And my second point was to talk about 
technology and did the digital food of the world. Boy, we found that out right away this morning, just trying to get together from four states away in today's world. We <laughs> thought it'd be easy, just a few clicks and we're on and going. And uh, yeah, I had I mean, some music up and everything and my volume didn't work for whatever reason. <laughs> so, Well, and I mean, hey, let's let's be real. It's, uh, you know, we've only done however many Zoom meetings. At this stage, everyone in the country has done a Zoom meeting and it's probably a Zoom professional at some level well i think we thought we were i i literally (laughs) thought i was just gonna roll into this like yeah i did a little test the other day did this that it worked perfect and got on this morning and it was just uh we won't share with you what happened this morning (laughs) hey if anybody's ever done a county fair and made it to day seven they totally Mm -hmm. understand where we're at but i don't have that excuse Right. No kidding. Well, and well, that's okay. I'll let you have an excuse every now and then. <laughs> hey, there are no kinks. Life is all about being smooth or uh, not very smooth, I guess, in my case. Back to the whole talking about county fairs and fair experiences and what that means for, for people in general. And it's, it's, for me, for me, fair is a really important time to connect with a lot of the individuals within our community. And those individuals being youth, uh, parents, and in some cases, people that I have the opportunity to work with professionally. And for my daughters, I think they're starting to understand that. Um, I'm going to back up a little bit and talk about my wife and our family and, and, and what's, what's important to us. Really for us, our, our relationship has always been based around agriculture, family, friends, and then a passion for a passion for an industry that we both really care deeply about. And I found, I, I married, a, I married a local girl for the County that we live in. And she is, she is the, uh, one of the princesses of this County and just sharp, intelligent, a ro- absolute rock star in every facet of the world in terms of being a technical professional and really being a positive role model for our two daughters. We have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Uh, two very distinctly different personalities. And so getting a chance to work with both of those girls and coach them, coach them through some of the trials and tribulations of showing 4-H and, and, and why we do things the way we do. I think the average public wonders that sometimes is why in the world do we want to take animals to a fair that's always hot and sit there all week long taking care of those animals, showing people and, and, and getting to meet some of those some of the people that may walk through fair. Well, and the truth is, is that we wouldn't have it any other way. It's important to build those relationships with individuals. And I had, I had spoken earlier about the importance of building relationships with not only consumers, but mothers, kids, husbands, and talk about food and establishing that consumer's trust around something. And hence where the kitchen table comes from. Well, and my goal, yeah, I totally agree. My goal kind of when you came up with that topic was I really want to reach more of the general public. Like sometimes our ag network is is very tight knit and it's very fun. And we all kind of know and do a lot of the same lifestyle things. And and that's that's awesome. But sometimes we don't jump out of our bubble too much and we're only talking to ourselves. And so 
that's what the beauty of the kitchen table. Everybody's got a kitchen table, whether it's an apartment table or whatever form of um, expression you do around food is just amazing. So, and everybody yep. has it. So I'm yeah. so excited for that. And a couple things that you said there that I want to point out is uh, the building up of your wife, number one, and number two, the professionality, because my wife and her are very close mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I know that that's valuable to you and your family. And I can tell you, when you're going to a county fair with kids, you need a team. If you don't have a team, you're screwed. Like, it's you need, just not you need gonna go well. <laughs> you, you need a team and then uh, an entire year's savings, I think, to go to the county fair with the kids. <laughs> we actually, so. this year for ours, we gave each kid $20 and we said nothing beyond that. But we don't have a seven day. We have about a four day in Burke County. So four or five days. Sure. And <laughs> so, yeah. It was a day yeah. or two. We just left. We just had to leave. Kids were falling apart puking on rides we had one night we had both our twins were throwing up and that was actually the night we did the 4-h kitchen so i took the kids for like the first six hours or six and a half hours and we went we Mm -hmm. had supper did some walk around and this was kind of after the shows and we had a little bit of chores to do and Tiffany, I went in and exchanged out for her. I covered her end of the shift and she got a bunch of kids that were overwhelmed, overtired, uh, <laughs> ate too much junk. They blew, two of them blew through their $20. It was like the first night and uh, they just went crazy. And my daughter just kind of keeled over and was like, I need to go home. She threw up on the swings she was uh, trying to, our little boy, just, he's a runner. He's never walked in his life. He, he's hard to keep up with. So we've had him. This, this, is, a, this is a true statement. Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's like legit runner. Like if he was with you guys, he'd be right in there with that 5k this morning. Hey, and I got he, my, I have my, I, I have my 5k apparel on team chocolate milk. Um, this, hopefully this podcast saves me from having to run that 5k, but I will take, I will bring it to you live as they go right past the milk booth. Uh, Team chocolate milk, our first sponsor. <laughs> our first sponsor. Absolutely. I laugh with what you're saying because our seven-year-old on Wednesday, she was running everywhere. I guess it was Tuesday. It was running everywhere, showing everyone her animals, looking at the rabbits, looking at the chickens, meeting people, talking to people. And every time I'd walk up to her, you could tell that she was like hot she was sweaty her face was all red and you just feel her and she felt warm we got home that night and mind you during fair week right everyone talks about the kitchen table our kitchen table this week has been anything from a straw bale to our to our island at the table to milk crates to sitting at a bench up on the midway at the fair so kitchen table hasn't necessarily applied for us this week and Anyway, so we got home and, and Mackenzie's like, I don't feel good. And we go, well, how much water did you have to drink today? She goes, I drank a, um, she goes, I drank a 20 ounce water at like lunchtime. And so, so poor girl, I went all day. It's our own fault. We maintain that, uh, not having, not having water. So valuable learning lesson at fair. If you come to fair, <laughs> it's going to be hot. Bring your hydration. This is from a running family. These guys run a lot. And uh, so you learn those lessons the hard way. 
And I was yeah. about to, I, I had another quick note on my son, Austin. He had rode the, I think they're called hammerheads, if anybody's heard of that at a carnival. And they go upside down and they, you can kind of manage the upside down. Like there's a lever on it that you actually pull and you can kind of manage how often and how crazy you go upside down. So he came walking over at the end of this same night. The one daughter's in the van, just got cleaned up from throwing up on the swings. The other daughters, my oldest daughter's picking on everybody. My youngest son is either sleeping or crying. I can't remember which. I think we were all about ready to cry. My uh, twin son, he like, he was still on the rides. My wife was trying to find him and, and, um, I was in the kitchen, so I just not very far away, but I, I didn't know all this was going on until later. And he could, she finds him walking towards her, keeled over, and he goes, uh, Mom, we got to get out of here. And he's, she's like, well, are you feeling okay? What's going on? And he goes, uh, I threw up on the hammerheads, and I uh, threw up all over, and I've, we got to go. My, my eight-year-old did a hit and run job and I said, well, is it, is it okay? Is everything ever, he was with a friend and I think he was okay. And I, he said, yeah, I, I kind of got most of it out the window. And the guy said he would take care of cleaning it up. And then my wife's like, well, how many times did you like, were you here this whole time? And she, he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I went on it seven times. And on the eighth time is when it happened. <laughs> So he's got a little bit of an addictive personality, uh, like somebody else I know. Um, Cheers to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was just a kind of a funny first, first Burke County Fair story for us. We, we kind of overdid it the first night. The good news was we didn't have that problem because everybody was out of their 20 bucks, basically. We got a couple right. savers in their, in our family and they'll have, I think two of them have $5 left that they'll have forever. And then the other ones, they blew it the first night. <laughs> Kinder, Kinder Joyce. So they can go purchase Kinder Joyce. Everything you buy at the county fair is $20. It's like you get one thing because everything's sure. so expensive. <laughs> I want to touch on, a, I, I made the tongue in cheek comment a little bit ago about. Also, um, also I want to hear more about chocolate milk too when you get done. Sure. Define sure. that a little more. I, I understand a little bit, but define it for our audience. Sure. Well, I want to make a comment about the Kinder Joys and families and, and why Kyle and I can joke back and forth is last summer, my family traveled westward across the four states, across all the I states to be able to go to Nebraska and spend a night with the flyovers. With, uh, yeah, with, uh, yeah, <laughs> went and spent one night with uh, both Kyle and Tiffany and their family as we were heading out west to Yellowstone. But Kyle's in my background is, is that we serve on the American Farm Bureau Federation Young Farmer and Ranchers Committee together from uh, 2019 through the spring of 2021. And so the whole goal is to promote young farmer interests from ages 18 to 35 all across the country. And those interests may be lobbying interests. Those interests may be in professional development, personal development, some of those business skills. The, the opportunities that we have with being able to reach consumers from all across the country really kind of led to an interesting conversation with Lindsay and I and then Kyle and Tiffany that night spent in Nebraska, which was uh, a lot of fun for all of our kids because now they have friends out West that they can talk to on their iPads if we give them the opportunity or 
as we're having Zoom meetings, stop in and wave at one another. And, and so just uh, some of the connections that you find kind of are happenstance and kind of fall into at some point in time. For us, food, and we'll talk about chocolate milk and, and how that comes about. And uh, both Lindsay and I, we run on Team Chocolate Milk, which is sponsored through the United Dairy Industry of Michigan. And the whole focus is promoting chocolate milk as a recovery beverage. Perhaps the most famous team chocolate milk or uh, chocolate milk individual that we hear about is Miss Katie Ledecky, who is obviously an incredible athlete just coming out of the Tokyo Olympics, the, the probably one of the best swimmers of all time, not male or female, just one of the best swimmers. But then if you listen to some of her interviews, they are absolutely top notch and she just, I've never met her in person. I would love the opportunity to be able to meet her. She seems like a remarkable individual and the sincerity that comes out of her interviews is, is very, very evident. My daughters are both swimmers then too. And well, the, my, one of my daughters is a, is a developing um, pretty serious swimmer. And she is, I told her, I said, if you ever want to listen to a professional athlete, this is one of them that seems to me as a parent that is just has a really positive message to spread and has a sincerity towards all individuals. And it just really remarkable. Chocolate well, I, I want to just say that's, those are the exciting people. I think we're going to, I really want to get those type of people on this because they're the, they're the tipping points that connect food with the consumer because people watch those kind of, those are, those people are well-known they're wearing the, the chocolate milk logo or they're doing the chocolate milk recovery thing. And I don't know where you're at on that, but that, that gets me jacked up. I'm super excited. So my apologies if this does go live and people are actually watching this. Oh, I'm sitting, our wives I'm are going to edit this one before we send this out. I was totally joking. I didn't want to. No, no, they won't. They're gonna. They're gonna absolutely say, "Good luck, boys. Good luck." Yeah, um, yeah. My wife would be like, "Don't show that to anybody." Uh, but we need that criticism. I think that's healthy. I think we need to kind of do it's, that. That's when they don't criticize that. That it's not. It's never a good thing. Yeah, when they're say, not communicating, that's when I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic that we can we can cross at some point in time. And, and happens on the kitchen <laughs> table as well. That's a very kitchen table topic. Yeah, be careful. Not on the kitchen table, at the oh. kitchen table, right? We need to <laughs> yeah. specify those things. Hey, you can do uh, both. We've used both. It works. Use what so, you got. So you, I just learned how to do the do the linking yesterday, and it, it has a button. That, like when you're finally done setting all the links up to be able to to be able to put this out. Yeah, I didn't push it because we needed to do kind of a kind of a re we haven't even talked this week Seth and I have not even talked this week by the way this is the first time we're talking so a lot of this is going to be what we would normally talk about old habits die hard sometimes right yeah since my daughter stopped into the room here I'm in uh the embassy suites in Omaha at a feed meeting my wife couldn't make it it's an appreciation meal or appreciation weekend and so she came with me kind of, and she's my farm girl she's uh she's the one that we do a lot of work together i actually brought some feedlot tags we're gonna do a little work while we're here because we'll have a little dead time today and what's funny is uh she's getting to the age where she like talks and acts and looks like my wife so it's almost like dating my daughter has been so fun because it's kind of like dating tiffany again 
And so we're kind of doing a father-daughter date here this weekend. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I looked around at the room last night and this morning, and I'm like, boy, me and my daughter are terrible roommates. We have the same like qualities of leaving our little piles on the floor and leaving different things around. We need that modifying influence because we're, we're missing it right now. <laughs> I did bring our first guest on, my daughter, Joycelyn Lechtenberg. She's 11 years old. She's going to sit in. She's wanting to go to breakfast this morning at the hotel. I just said, heck, we're going to have guests in the future. We just, just well throw her in. So tell us your perspective. I mean, she's obviously heard that we talked about fair. Oh, she <laughs> so, wasn't awake hardly yet at all. When we... At 5 a.m. when you got up. <laughs> oh, okay. She is her mother's daughter, totally. She's going to lay out everything that I did this morning that annoyed her. <laughs> I was surprised when I got the text message originally this morning. Well, I got the text message at 1.30 in the morning, and oh, I had already we, been asleep. Yeah, we didn't. We got to go back to that process, the fumbling. And the, <laughs> that, it's such a funny process. That's why I want to talk about it. It's just like these, people think these things out, come off great, and it's like, oh, out, yeah, the outtakes. So, but with that, Joyson, you've had the chance to watch us fumble our way through and always a pleasure to see you online. I made reference earlier to your sincere love of Kinder Joys. We are talking about fairs and what the county fair is for you. I'd be really curious to see what that county fair represented for you. To watch the goats when the pigs were in the stalls. What'd you learn? Okay. Tell us all about it. To pull their tail till their legs come off the ground. And was it fun? No. <laughs> what Did was you your learn anything? Part of the fair. The carnival. The carnival. What was your least favorite part? Washing the goats. Washing the goats. So a lot of times with livestock, we'll wash them two or three times right up till they show. It's you. You just get a hose and animal shampoo, and you take a brush and you work them over it's just like just like give them giving them a bath or a shower or whatever it's pretty similar to that but you want them presented well and take care of them and they they typically after the first time they kind of like it especially like Seth said during hot weather you get a lot of the animals actually start to appreciate the the care that you do for them for fair so that's always nice too now well, Joyson what what are some of your favorite foods to be able to eat at fair and uh, do you typically get to eat those at home? I wanted to eat the nachos, and mom never makes them. Fair nachos, yep. A lot of pop. We had a lot of pop this year. No, like. we did not. Oh, seemed like the kids had a lot of pop, but maybe she's saying uh, not enough. My daughter's like, we needed more pop. Yeah, we didn't have, <laughs> mom wouldn't let us get any pop with our 25 bucks. 25? You got a bonus. I was thinking oh, it was 20. Oh, she, she, let, she let one slip. She wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, I meant 20, Dad. That must have been added up with my, all my money. Right. How many right. days did your $20 last? I still have some now. She's the saver. Yep. That's the, <laughs> I was telling that's her a smart. That's that. a smart person there. So did you enjoy spending all the time with your brothers and your sister and your parents? Yeah, other than the time when Austin Madison threw up. Yeah, Austin went on the scariest ride at the carnival eight times, and then on his eighth, he got so dizzy that he just puked. 
And then Addison <laughs> on the swings. The swings that just go around. Well, that's the way it goes every now and then. Thanks a lot, Joyce, and I, I appreciate your – it's it's always good to get that young perspective because we're early on making those memories, and we're we're very excited for it. I understand everyone has a podcast. Everyone wants to do a podcast, and everyone has fun with it. And you know what? That's okay. If this is going to be a way that people want to communicate more and more in the future, I, there needs to be some authenticity and some realness to – some of the topics kind of talked about a little bit is county fair and what does that mean county fair day seven that may mean nothing to anyone just picture the end of a seven day vacation <laughs> to a really hot dusty place with a tremendous amount of people chores enormous chores. Enorm <laughs> chores yeah enormous <laughs> amounts of junk food and then you're with all of your closest relatives for seven consecutive days and that's what you have for county fair Oh, and hey, by the way, throw in livestock or throw in baked goods or throw in different activities. Oh, uh, you bring the farm. Tractor. You bring the farm. Yeah. We brought, yeah, food. veggies, everything. And so and just picture that. And you may not even have ever been to a county fair, but picture that and think about a vacation with your in-laws for seven days to those places. And you'll understand exactly <laughs> what we mean. And again, I, I just want to talk a little bit about the, the Kitchen Table podcast because in modern day, and I know Seth and I both know, there'll be some criticisms of people from anyone that ever speaks out in life. You, you're going to just have to accept some of that and deal with it. But I'm going to tell you how important it is because what Seth said was a mouthful. Not enough people have a voice and we need to connect those lines. And, and in modern day technology, via Zoom, via um, the networks that we have, YouTube, all the different social media ways, I only want to speak positive on politics and I want positive solutions on anything when we get into them because the, a lot of times they tend to go negative and we, we tend to fall into kind of a, a victim mentality and we need to switch that over to a victor mentality so um, we'll, we'll all go through some, some things here as we speak out. But at the end of the day, we're doing this on behalf of the industry. And, and we really want to connect the dots to the consumer and really invite the consumer to our kitchen table and say, well, and I, what do you guys need from us? What's important to you? Sure, sure. Well, and, and I think that that's an important thing when we're talking about the kitchen table and about what the food delivery system and the farming systems means is one of the big goals I have for this is I want our relationships to be centered around agriculture and bringing, bringing agriculture to you uh, within your individual households. Um, well, so many things are it, us versus them in life. And, and I want to break those walls down and just get well, rid of them totally. As we drive towards a conclusion today, both Kyle and I want to extend our serious appreciation for all of you listening in as we talked about our county fair experiences. Those experiences ranged from animals to hammerhead rides to projectile vomit, and most importantly, the ever so good food that the county fair has to offer. Until next time, thank you for joining our kitchen table, and we look forward to seeing you in the future.